are going to have an awesome night. We're going to get into some really deep stuff, some uh, some awesome stuff. So I'm excited about what's going to happen. But before we do that, uh, Super Shadow, would you mind opening us in prayer? For sure. Friend? Yeah, if you guys would join uh, us, we'll pray here and then get started with tonight. Dearly Father, God, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, all the platforms that you just allowed the technology to be able to stream to both uh I was going to say Twixer, but Twitch and Mixer, Lord, um, and just the ability to be able to reach a wider audience, God, that we could be here uh, and be open and honest and be real, Lord, uh, talking about how th- this world isn't perfect, Lord. We know that sin has entered in, and it makes things messy and dark, and there is brokenness here, and that, Lord, that um, being a Christian or even being a pastor doesn't mean you just ignore those things and pretend they don't exist, but that, Lord, it's an opportunity for us to engage with what your word actually says is true and how you call us to live among the mess, Lord, and to continue to be a light in that place. Lord, I pray that as we have these conversations, as you bring others in, that, Lord, they would know um, here in this community that they are valued and loved, that they don't have to believe to belong, and that they would feel open and comfortable enough here among uh, everybody else chatting and hanging out to know that they could ask questions, that they can engage, and that, Lord, that this would hopefully bring you glory and honor as we talk about these heavier topics. So we thank you so much. We ask for wisdom and uh, humility as we continue to do this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, uh, so let me give you kind of a rundown of what to expect tonight. Um, last time we, we were about an hour and a half, maybe close to two hours, something on, on that end. Um, so we'll see how the time goes, but, uh, basically we're, uh, I'm going to, I'm hosting us tonight, shadow streaming, uh, and, uh, we'll have a soapbox piece in a little bit from Dr. Heels. He'll have something to share with us. And, Y'all pray for Father Ironheart. He's got to keep up with two chats tonight. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought one was bad. Yeah, Let's man. Go. I was y'all kept me busy last week just watching watching the Twitch chat. So uh yeah. Hi to everyone on Twitch and hi to everyone on Mixer. It's pretty cool. Is is that all working right, Shadow? So. It looks Yeah, good. I think so, right? I think Ken has uh, Ken has it pulled up on Mixer as well. Dude, this is all awesome. Right. Man, yeah. very cool. Well, yeah, it's uh oh. <laughs> it's awesome oh, that we're oh, able to uh oh. to broadcast to multiple platforms and reach more people so uh, we're excited that y'all are here and we're going to have an awesome discussion um so uh if if you weren't aware um on pastors after dark we one of the big pieces of it and what kind of guides a lot of our conversation is uh questions that you as a community ask anonymously um we have a, uh, a form. It's somewhere in chat. It's it's available. Um, but we have a form where you can fill that out and you can ask any question that you want. And kind of the 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 heart behind that is that, you know, there's a lot of things that you might not want to ask uh, a pastor, but you want their feedback on something. Um, you know, maybe you don't want other people to know that you didn't know this thing or you wanted to just you didn't want people to know you're asking or whatever. Um, and it can be about anything. And you'll get our real, raw, honest feedback. And uh, like we keep kind of uh, advertising, you know, family friendly is off for this. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> and you'll find that out real quick yeah. and within the next 60 yep. seconds yep. Um, that, uh, yeah, it's it's just us being real because life is real. Life is sticky. Life is hard. So we're going to talk about stuff tonight. Um all right, so tonight's question that we're going to be addressing is, it was the the second one in our anonymous list, and I was almost surprised it wasn't the first one, because, man, <laughs> right? I don't know about mm-hmm. the rest of y'all, but as a pastor, I have these conversations a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the question that we're going to be talking about tonight is, what does the Bible say about self-pleasure, and is it a sin? 
Hmm. So, uh, yeah. kind of the real way light and easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real, real riding it. Yeah. So we went yeah, like so. <laughs> said, Hey, it's a question. It's a real question. It's an honest question. It is. And it is. Yeah. Hey, you're going to get our, our thoughts, our feedback. We're going to dig into scripture and figure this thing out and talk it out. So, um, kind of the, the first section of this is just going to be looking at the Bible. What does the Bible say about self-pleasure? So, um, we'll, we'll all kind of be interact, interact. And I know Ironheart's going to be busy watching chat, but, um, I'll uh, I'll kick it over to I guess let's uh, we who can do, start from the left. Who do you dislike the most? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> who are you gonna make start? <laughs> but I love all of y'all so much, oh. and we'll all we'll all talk about it. And, uh, but, uh, Dr. Heels, you want to kick us off with this conversation? So that's who it is. Uh, oh. It's it's because I believe in you. I believe in you. You, you you made the graphic yourself. Yeah. You put the names there, so you you put yourself in that first spot. I don't, know why, I that. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why I did that. Okay, but okay, yeah, yeah. So I think when it comes down to it, the the deeper like the root to this question it is not uh, I, not if the physical act is a sin, because I mean in scripture it's not it's not clear. We're not going to find uh, the term self pleasure, masturbation, or any other way we tidy it up. We're not going to find that in scripture. Um, but what we will find is more a matter of the heart, right? That mm-hmm. we'll find over and over in scripture, God talking about sexual sin or God talking about sex or adultery, uh, fornication, fornication. We'll see that over and over. And one of those powerful scriptures for me uh, on, on this topic is, is in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, which I've heard this this misquoted and abused so many times. So I'm going to read it to you in context. Um, okay, so this is this is that passage. You probably heard it. Your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. And maybe your granny telling you not to get a tattoo. Um, th- this is what Paul is actually talking about, okay? In 1 Corinthians 6... <laughs> the cat returns. The cat. That was not my cat this time. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Cats. Verse 18. <laughs> Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And, and uh, what we're saying here is that that a sexual sin is another type of sin. It is a sin that is kind of deeper rooted into the heart and soul of a person. And, and so when we're talking about self-pleasure, most of the time it's a heart issue, right? It's, it's something that you're obviously going to be thinking about. And we know Jesus tells us that if you think of a woman with lust in your heart, then you've already committed adultery with her. So it's, you've already committed that sexual sin. And, and I think the root of self-pleasure too, or, or maybe not the root, but the, um, the product of self-pleasure is, is pornography, which Pornography is destroying our nation. Like for real, guys, it is it is an, ep- an epidemic. Like it does things to the brain that drugs do to the brain. There's a whole research society called Fight the New Drug, and it's talking about the effects of pornography. Uh, it's talking about the effects that that having porn or looking at porn does to your brain of what it causes you to think about women or what it how it affects your marriage and even your um, erectile dysfunction. Uh, right. to, to if there if you have no other motivation not to indulge in that. Uh, that that that's a whole issue, and, and so like I, I think self pleasure, like the Bible doesn't speak specifically about it, but it speaks over and over again about what sexual sin does to our lives. 
And I think that it, it's very hard to have self-pleasure without a sexual sin being involved. That, that's that's kind of where I'm standing at the moment. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Shadow? That's a good that's a good point. It's a good introduction there. I think kind of like general because we're just basically throwing our initial thoughts here, right? And uh, and guys, feel free to write in the chat if you guys want to comment on anything any of us are seeing after we kind of get through this initial question. We'll take time interact with chat and then go back and, and continue on the conversation here. So feel free. That's why Ironheart's uh, you know watching both chats right now, whether yeah, on Mixer yeah, or Twitch. Exactly. Um, so feel free to engage with that. I see some of you guys already are, but yeah, I would kind of continue on in that point and say that uh, that you're, you're right. Nowhere in the Bible does it specifically say. Um, the, 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 uh, God saying, do not, you know, do not masturbate, do not have self-pleasure mm-hmm. that, that, that we don't see directly in there. But what we do see a lot in scripture is what you're saying here it is a matter of the heart and is a matter of fornication, which, which I don't know about you guys, but I never actually really, I think before studying it to preach it ever really mm-hmm. looked at what that word meant. I always just kind of assumed I know what, knew what it meant. You know, like I get the general gist based on the context clues yeah. around it. It's talking about sexual morality. Um, but what is it specifically? So if you were to Google that, if you were to just look at what is what is the definition of fornication, right? It, it, what it says mm-hmm. is sexual intercourse between people not married to each other, right? And so mm-hmm. we have that, and at least to start. And when it comes to self-pleasure, like like you said, nine, nine times out of ten, um, you know, in most common cases, when someone is partaking in this, it, it it's in a way that's done where they're imagining or at least thinking about other people who they are not married to. And so again, that, that, that could fall under the fornication, fornication part. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and the, the verse that always comes to mind when I think of this here is, is like you said, we see in first Corinthians, they have a lot of damage. There's doing a lot of damage control, Mm -hmm. sexual morality there, but also Jesus, even before that says it directly in Matthew five, where he says, you know, you, you guys just, you, you, even looking after at a woman and lusting after her, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. Exactly. So, so I think that's a continuation of again what you're saying, and and just again of Jesus making it really, really clear here um, what he considers to be fornication and what isn't. It doesn't have to actually be the physical act of partaking with the person, but even just conjuring up and thinking about the thoughts of that, and and so mm-hmm. I think masturbation is definitely a huge part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, Ironheart, I'll jump over you for a minute because I know you're you're uh, I can I'm watching you. (laughs) He's like uh, Overwatch or he's he's the guy in the chair right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, And hey, Dr. Heels, it's funny you mentioned fight the new drug because I almost Mm -hmm. wore my shirt (laughs) for this. Oh, Oh, I should have worn my shirt. What was I? It has sleeves. That's why I didn't wear it. That's why. They wouldn't fit his brand. Yeah. Cut the sleeves off, man. (laughs) But um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I I agree with everything that you've said so far. Um, I'll uh, uh, point out another. Uh, scripture because y'all have already hit a couple of them that I was I was really thinking about your body being a temple of the Holy Spirit and um, uh, not being able to look uh, or if you look on a woman with lust in your heart you've already committed adultery with her um, another one also in first Corinthians because again there was a lot of sexual immorality oh and also by the way like if you look at like every one of the times whenever like a bunch of sins are listed it's like always the first one is always sexual right. immorality yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> always and it, it just uses that like big term sexual immorality it it just covers a lot of things it gets more specific sometimes but yeah um <clears throat> is first corinthians 7 uh where it's talking about the husband and the wife their duty to each other uh i read it in 
In verse 5, it says, Stop depriving one another, except by agreement for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. By this I say, by way of concession, not of command. Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. It's Paul talking. However, each man has his own gift from God, one, that, uh, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to widows that it is good for them to remain even as I. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Um, so let me, let me kind of get y'all's feedback on, on that. Do you think that could be addressing masturbation, self-pleasure, all that kind of stuff? Talking about like, like whenever it says to, um, you know, separate for a time, but to come back together so that you don't fall into, uh, or so if you're not able to control yourself, do you think it's talking mm-hmm. about that or talking about lusting for another person? What are y'all's thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I would think that it's it's almost synonymous. There, there's there's not really that Sorry. big of a no. You're good. <laughs> there's not really that Kick big my of desk a really hard. <laughs> you're so frustrated. You need to go first. <laughs> Do that. All right. Um, I would say they're synonymous though. I think there there's that that temptation of if it's a reality of with somebody else and that's like could actually happen or just even letting your mind wander to the point because I don't think anybody just has an affair. You know. Or sleeps mm-hmm. with somebody else without it right. first becoming a thought or a moment of weakness, you know, and then it continuing mm-hmm. on into that path. Mm-hmm. So I think for sure that, again, it's it's that self-control aspect. It's, look, I, there's nothing in the world that is an object that is necessarily sinful in and of itself. What makes anything sinful is us, is our hearts in the matter mm-hmm. and us taking it out of the context of how God redeemed it to be used. And so, yeah. um, and so I think that's exactly what this verse is kind of talking about. And, and yeah, I think it can kind of cover both and not just one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. It's, and I think he's kind of, leaning toward that idea of sexual immorality and everything that it encompasses. Yeah. Cause Paul, if I, if I remember correctly, Paul chose not to be married ever and, and that he devoted his life to the Lord without ever having that. But he, he's saying here that if there's an obstacle that it would, if it were, could cause you to, to burn with a passion, it would lead you into temptation. If it would lead you, you know, astray and make you mess up, you would give in to temptation. Then by all means be married and do it in the way of the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's sort of my thought, and 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 like Shadow said, um, very few things start at like I always talk use like uh, marijuana as as a as kind of the starting point. We, you know, it is like the the gateway drug. Very few people um, start out with like crack. I mean, I mean, very few people just jump straight to the hardest thing possible. They they start off somewhere easy. It usually starts like cigarettes. And then it's a right. step up to marijuana, and then maybe it, it's it's a pill, or it's you know something like that, and it's a natural progression. But we see the same thing in all sin. Like very few people will run out and have an adulterous relationship. Like very right. few people will run out and cheat on their their spouse. But they'll start looking at pornography. They'll right. start talking to someone online. They'll they'll start meeting up and hanging out, and then it leads there. It's step by step. It seems less drastic when you move in increments. And, and I think this is what, what it happens to us with sexual sin as well is we start out in what may seem not that bad. And right. it's, it's a natural progression because the next thing doesn't seem that bad since we've already done the previous thing. And the next thing doesn't seem that bad because we've already done the previous thing. And so it's a natural progression until we're in over our heads and we can no longer control ourselves. So I, I think what Paul's saying here is that we never need to start the first thing and, and allow it to progress further than that. Right. right. No, yeah. that's true. That's good. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, uh, shadow, I I love the way that you said, um, talking about how God, uh, you know, how he has a plan for it, how he's redeemed things and and he has a plan for marriage. He has a plan for relationships. He set those things in order. And, um, whenever we twist things and get it all out of order, then it's sexual immorality falling into it. And it can be this or that or that. But like you said, Dr. Heels, it starts here and it just, Mm -hmm. you know, your eyes, the second glance, you know, and then it just builds from there. Yeah, it's, um, it's literally exactly. with with anything. I feel like that's that's just us, whether or not we are choosing to have self control and to to do things the way God designed it or not. And this goes beyond mm-hmm. just sexual morality. This could be gluttony. This could be a gaining weight because mm-hmm. God designed us to be able to eat and enjoy food and enjoy the things of this world. But we are the ones that overindulge or self indulge in inappropriate times when we're already full that we continue to eat or we don't eat enough because we want to have a certain image. And so I think this mm-hmm. it's it goes hand in hand with all that of self-control again, like you were mentioning, Pastor Houston. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay, Father Ironheart, uh, give us give us your thoughts. And you might have to stop and process for a second, but yeah. give, us, give okay. us your thoughts, your feedback, and then uh, we can transition kind of into what chat is saying and, and respond to that. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you all have pretty much said everything that I could – probably think that we would say so far which is great I, 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 it's fine yeah you can have them um but yeah i i yeah all right chat we'll just go with that okay you guys, go. you guys got it covered i just okay, repeating cool. the same things um okay. one chat is a lot at least right now it's a lot slower we'll see how long that lasts um <laughs> as soon as i said that was not an invitation chat <laughs> Um, and, and the things that we talked about before were the exact questions that got brought up and we knew it would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but a few questions that people asked were, uh, one of them was, can you self-pleasure without looking or thinking lustily? That's an interesting question. Um, so hold on to that one. Um, uh, folks point to the old Testament of the guys that spilled a seed on the ground. Um, I always think that he's not doing his husband duties. Um, and then another one was, can you masturbate to the thoughts of your spouse? And can you lust sinfully to your spouse or pleasure yourself? So pretty much like the exact questions that we're like, we won't address yeah, these yeah. until they're, until they're here. Until they're yeah. And yeah. here they are. Yeah. Yeah. Literally we, we all called of all of these are here. <laughs> we called every question. Yep. Good job, chat. You didn't disappoint us. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some. We've got some great people. So, all right, Ironheart, uh, you get to go with all three. <laughs> so we got it. Okay. okay. Um, got it. Just Let's see. Right here. Yeah. Give Give us one, and we'll we'll tackle it first. All right. So the first one, I think. Um, this is. I think this is more. Uh, this is, let's let's do let's start with the first one. Can you sin, Can you self pleasure without looking at or thinking? Lust, lust, lustfully, lustfully, lustfully. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I would want to clarify before we talked about it more is the question, is that actually possible to do at all? Or is it possible to do that? If it, that is possible to do, is it possible to do that and it not be considered a sin? I think that's two different, mm. two different questions, yeah. maybe, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The question, the answer to your either or question is yes. Answer both. Oh, you're asking. I thought Answer you were saying both. that their question, okay. regardless no, of what their question. Either your question of either or is yes. Okay. Answer both. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Okay, well let's let's start with the first half of it. Is it is it possible to mm-hmm. self pleasure without having lustful thoughts? I mean, I would say I'll I'll start the question. I'll start answering it. I think it's it's really hard to do. You know, I think for for most, like I said, that's why I said like ninety nine percent. I'd say mm-hmm. we there are cases where we hear where there are just people who aren't sexually attracted to men or women, and they they you know for whatever reason um just aren't and so maybe they do you know and i think it it, could it be possible sure um i'll wait to answer that second part but i'll i'll start with Mm -hmm. that if anyone else wants to continue on from there yeah i i mean i would kind of say the same thing is it technically hypothetically biologically possible maybe Mm -hmm. um is that the norm? No. (laughs) And, uh, I I mean, definitely not. Uh, that's, I mean, that they go hand in hand. I mean, that's, that's where your mind's at. You know, you're not thinking about dinner. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, that's where your mind is, you know? Right. Um, so is it possible? Maybe. Uh, but that's not the norm. But yeah, Yeah. I don't think anyone could cry wolf and claim (laughs) right. If caught in the act, I wasn't, (laughs) you know, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was thinking about dinner. No, yeah. you weren't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you weren't. It, it's it's sort of the same thing. Like maybe you can do it, but can you maintain it? Because it's still a natural progression, like we talked a moment ago. Like maybe you can start off that way, but is it maintainable that you can have zero thoughts? Or I I, I don't foresee that being the case. Right. right. Yeah. And again, this I mean, isn't answering the question. Possible, yeah. Yeah. This isn't answering the question of if it, if it's sinful. We're just we're just answering the the can you physically do this? Sure, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. But so let's so let's go on then to the next part. Like let's say that it is. Let's say just for hypothetical situations, let's say that it is. So is that then sinful? Go. Is is just the physical act itself? Yep. Mind totally removed is the physical mm-hmm. act itself. Yep. Sinful. Yep. <laughs> I, I would vote no, but I don't know that that's the popular decision. It, well, okay. I was yeah. going to say, if I have to pick just a yes or no and make it black or white, I would say no. Okay. Ooh, interesting. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm leaning on the yes. I yep. thought, Same. I thought, that, mm-hmm. um, and the reason, the reason why I'll, I'll start with it of saying yes is because I think it's again, it, regardless of the thought aspect of it, it's, it's trying to be, it's going back to the tower of Babel. It's us trying to be our own gods, us trying mm-hmm. to make ourselves, you know, we know better than God does. We know better than what God mm-hmm. wants of us and the way that these things should be intended. And so even if we somehow fell into this very small, small margin, we are still trying to take what what God designed and set apart for for marriage and for you know man and wife to enjoy together and say no and and we see some of the ramifications of that in some of the things that we've mentioned before in the the issues that it has on on your health later on the both mentally as well as physically right the the mental aspect of when we do that there's usually regardless there's that shame associated with it and that isolation aspect of it as well um, and so I, I would say that it. it on the yes side still. I, I, I don't think there's any wisdom in trying to do that and pursue that if somehow no. you did find yourself in this weird less than 1%, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. I definitely see your point, though, that it's it's us misusing what God had, had intended. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. It is. It is against the natural, like we were just talking about. It is the na- against the natural order of how God intended things and how He mm-hmm. prescribed them, um, in both the Old and New Testament. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's that's a weird one, and that's that's again that it's like. Why, who's asking and why <laughs> you know is this yeah, like right. a justification thing i mean yeah it, 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 you're not doing that yeah. uh so yeah it's it's impossible like it is practically impossible to separate those two so i i, I would agree with that yeah Ironheart is so thankful right now he's the chat moderator <laughs> right. he's like i am just recording this stuff Suck right us! now yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was so quick to take this away. He's like, all right, here's what we're talking yeah, about. He's like, I got gatekeeper. I got it, guys. Don't worry. Gatekeeper. Got it. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> no, I so so thinking about this part before before jumping into to more of chat, um, I lean more on the yes because I think about I think Shadow hit on this. <laughs> I'm not completely listening to everything. Apologies. No, you're um, good. But but I, I think about like what Shadow said is is that the sex is sex is designed for marriage. And even if my my even if someone's lustful thoughts are completely removed from it, mm-hmm. there's still that that sexual act, and and that that is designed like that that whole that's all designed for marriage. And so, to me, that that just that defeats that defeats the purpose. And and someone someone in chat had said, um, "Would you be lusting after yourself?" Then I don't know if maybe lusting is the word. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, oh my gosh! What's the word? Idolatrizing? Yeah. Idolizing? Idolizing? Yeah, that's a lot yeah, easier. Idolizing yourself. Um, I think I think that's probably hits the nail on the head. Yeah. And um, yeah. It so that's, become, that's kind of where I land on that. I think it can become an addiction, right? Again, in this hypothetical mm-hmm. less than one percent or con- mm-hmm. uh, conversation, I think it can right. become an addictive mentality mm-hmm. and mindset of just again, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not willing to seek out the pleasures in the way that God designs it in the world. But instead I'm just going to find ways to, to do it myself and take care of myself. You know, that's, that's a very good point because I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't studied it greatly, but I'm sure we've all heard the, you know, about the endorphins and things like that and how it becomes an addictive behavior. Um, mm-hmm. So like that's even if it is that 1%, that hypothetical biological strange situation, then it's it's going to become that addictive behavior. It's going to become an idol. It's going to become all those sort of things. So, so I reverse my answer on those terms. I say yes. Yep. I, I was trying to think of a way to play devil's advocate just to just to, just, to, just, to, just push the conversation forward, but I, I got nothing. I, I have to agree with you, Shadow. Thank you. Well, no, change that's, my mind that's on that point. one. It's a good point. Yep. Just set up the little table. Change my mind. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah change change my mind. Mind. You did. You did. Good job. All right. <laughs> In our hypothetical situation, you. You're yeah. still a sinner. <laughs> You're still a sinner. Oof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, another question. Unless you guys have something else. No, keep going. There's, there's no, a couple good questions. I think one of them we probably don't have to spend a ton of time on some of these, just because context is king. Um, but it was brought up a couple times. Folks uh, point out to the Old Testament of the guy spilling a seed on the ground, which was what Genesis. 38 yeah um and and so i think i mean that's a that's a reasonable question um so i'll i'll let one of you guys take it away take it away okay um 
yeah i, I can because we were talking about stuff before that might might come up and i was like all right i got a few places marked in my bible genesis 38 was one of them i said you know in case that comes up because I, i've i've heard that you know the uh that used as a an argument against against self-pleasure right. because he spills his seed on the ground mm-hmm. um but if you read the story, it's very clear what's going on. There's this there's this whole situation. There's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He has a son, Judah. Judah has a son who dies. He has a uh, and that son was married to Tamar. This just like the super short version of the story. I'll just tell the story because um, that's the easiest way to explain this one is tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't even remember that son's name, but he's married to Tamar. The son dies. The second son, his name was Onan or Onan, something like that. And uh, it was just a cultural tradition that, okay, you marry or you uh, provide a son for your your uh, uh, brother who died. So um, uh, he was being instructed to have a baby with Tamar, his sister-in-law. And uh, so they sleep together, but he does not complete the action. He does not complete the transaction, you could say. Um, and he spills his seed on more. the ground. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. So he spills his seed on the ground, and he is killed for his disobedience. And then we could get into the whole question of why, and it, that's a whole other conversation, but it wasn't masturbation it was him being disobedient Mm -hmm. him uh being out of line of what he was supposed to be doing and he would have been in the direct lineage of christ Mm um but uh yeah so that's that's kind of the story there um so i told the story anyone else want to jump on that i think you covered it okay yeah i think it was a matter of disobedience not spilling of seed right context so important context is king because if every person who spilled their seed died i'd have a very one-sided <laughs> group like, a very one-sided yeah. what youth group, oh, youth group. Yeah, yeah 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 there would not be any reproduction i don't yeah. <laughs> I think the world yeah. would die yeah uh, there would not be much of a human race left yeah okay Mm-mm. so so okay that was that was that one Awesome. Um, and this is, this is a good, I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation. Um, can you masturbate to the thoughts of your spouse? Can you lust sinfully to your spouse to pleasure yourself? And I think this kind of, like we talked about earlier, that the conversation probably was initially raised for someone who's, who's caught in, in probably some kind of addiction, maybe porn or, or something of the like. Um, but then, uh, you know this that but then that this conversation i think especially with people who are maybe more mature in their faith or it, it leads to this question and and i've honestly not thought about this in the slightest and so i'm really <laughs> curious as to what you guys have to say like i always like my brain was always just a flat like everything no like it's don't because mm-hmm. it's sinful right. because for me like this is this is this has nothing f- for my spouse at all, so, and if and if this is if if in marriage is supposed to be about the other person, then it, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so that's that's kind of my there was it was never any question in my mind, but I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. Hmm. Someone want to take I, it in? Okay, so in. 
what's the word I'm looking for? I've actually always heard, and and, and again, uh, I've heard that it was okay. But in context of what we've already talked about, and, and really misusing what God had intended, I, I would lean on on the no aspect because you're still misusing what God intended for marriage to be a connection between the two. Um, you're using it for yourself. On the other hand, if used to battle a temptation, is it less... I don't know how to phrase that, but like if it's something you're struggling with and you could handle the temptation by... Thinking of your wife, right? Um, is that better than trying to fight it off by willpower alone? I truly, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I was waiting. I, I was waiting. I'm posing that to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> like someone just thinking. Take the line. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. And again, here we're getting deep into the Song of Solomon. So for single people, you know, like if this is a. Lord, please just bless this time as we talk about this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so as, <laughs> as, a, as, you know, again, if you were to ask someone like a Mark Driscoll, like someone who we were talking about earlier, like traveled mm-hmm. a ton, and so his wife mm-hmm. would be home, he would be on the road, teaching at churches, living in hotels, and honestly, like, there, there's so much temptation when you're on the road. Um, mm-hmm. And and he would say he, openly that he would Skype his wife, you know, to, to combat that and to be able to have that. And mm-hmm. I think when it comes to the confines of marriage, um, you know, having a good marriage counselor is important. Having a communication is important. And I think if, if I had to choose a side, I would say scripturally what we see is, is a freedom in that to, to be a couple, to enjoy one another, to, to enjoy that relationship. Um, and again, that, that we don't live in a perfect world where we get to be close to our spouses in all situations mm-hmm. at all times. And so I think if there's an agreement among spouses that, Hey, this is something that we can do and this will help us in the long run. Great. But just because something doesn't necessarily is the Bible doesn't necessarily say is sinful. Do I think it could always be a wise decision? No, especially if you're someone who has struggled with, um, with these types of similar things before, I think it's a very easy, mm-hmm. slippery slope to go, well, I'm thinking of my wife or I'm thinking of my husband and it, mm-hmm. you know, and it only takes a second to, to let your thoughts wander and, and to continue mm-hmm. on. So I don't think it's, it's a wise strategy to combat it. I think there's, there's a lot of other ways to, to go about that. And again, uh, an issue of the heart of you, you know, do you really need sex that bad? Do you have such a strong sex drive that you need to have it, you know, every, well, however often it is, you know? Um, and, and so I think that from that perspective, again, it's, it becomes sinful, not in the, the act in and of itself, um, of, of if it's greed upon among husband and wife, but in the aspect of, again, idolatry is if it's, I can't go without it and I need to have self-pleasure in and of itself. So it's kind of a, a nuanced answer, but that, that's kind of what I'll say to, to start. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a good answer. Um, it is. I mean, it's a nuanced subject. <laughs> it is. It's yeah, because yeah. we're talking about in the confines of a marriage. Um, and you know, there's, there's situations like, you know, what about military? They're gone for mm-hmm. a year or whatever they're on deployment or you're on business for six months or whatever. You know, those kind of situations, what what do you do? Is that okay? What if it's an agreed upon situation, you know? Um, oh, man, it is. That's a really, that is a tough one. But uh, I think 
I think we're we're kind of hitting all around the subject of of it being a heart issue, and and being an issue of idolatry. And is it something that I, I have to I have to have that I have no self discipline? I cannot wait until I see my wife, sort of thing. Um, so I don't want to pick a yes or no <laughs> on yeah. this. Um, so right. I think you said it really well, Shadow. Honestly, thank you. I, I think yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Any, anything I say, I think I would just make it more complicated, right? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's a, this is not a not an easy subject. No. Not a clear black and white subject yet. Because I mean, I've always leaned on the side of uh, uh, of yes, honestly, and that's just a lot of how it's taught understanding scripture and everything um but, but I, I don't know i don't know if that's that's correct and that's why i'm actually really enjoying this conversation even though it is a, a difficult one to have right all right you yeah, know for sure exactly um okay were were there any other ones from that that section from that section or um, or going forward since we've been talking because we've been we've been hitting a lot of stuff yeah, I, I, if you have, if I've got more questions, okay, um, and we're just like, you thought that was complicated. Let's take it a step further and let's go for. I'm just like, go. do I even ask this? Let's do it. Do I even? Let's do it. Even go there. Make sure okay. you guys are adding Father Ironheart if you guys have a question that you guys want oh, yeah. us to, yeah. to talk a, about. Thank you. It'd be super. If helpful. you have a specific question, please at me. Um, that'll help me quite a bit. Um, though it's not as crazy as it was last time. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Balls yes, every, I see that. Every now. Second. I saw, actually, I saw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, so this was an interesting, um, sex dreams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. uh, what do you think about sex dreams, uh, to climax for people? Is that a sin? Are people accountable for their subconscious and what happens? Hmm. hmm. Okay, so it, it's I would to say yes, though it would be a sin because you can't control it. There was there were some interesting things in chat. There there were a couple people who 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 said that they've they've had those things before and and they they um, persistently prayed to God to to really to to, uh, to take that away from them and and um, after after persistent prayer, God did. Um, take that away from them and they didn't have it anymore so you know that's it's one thing to think about but that doesn't really answer the question it's more or less the the person that had it that had those dreams asked for them to be taken away and and over time they were right Mm -hmm. um so i would imagine that that this question came about whenever we were talking about the actual like physical act of spilling your seed on the ground is that mm-hmm. you know does that make it sin then well then what about you know that kind of dream you have no control of that situation right, so did right. you involuntarily mm-hmm. sin um and yeah i mean you you can't control that uh yeah okay so there's there's part of it there's the aspect of it that you know garbage in garbage out there's the wit the eyes of the windows of the soul whenever you know if you're looking at stuff then that will be in your subconscious yes but mm-hmm. um then what about uh you know thoughts that that do not originate with us where do they come from are they from the enemy are they you know those kind of questions um but ultimately i mean it's it's not 
I, I would say no, that that's not a, a sinful thing because it's not something that I am intentionally trying to rebel against God and his, his mm-hmm. design. And, you know, it's just, and then there's also, I mean, there's the whole, uh, you know, aspect of puberty and, and growing up and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And that, that just comes with the territory kind of your body's changing. Um, so you don't have a lot of control in a lot of those aspects. Right. My thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, speaking from like a non-medical professional, you know, standpoint here, right? Like, um, I think it's, it's everything you're kind of saying, Dustin, right? I think there's, there's a, again, a nuanced answer here because on one end, if it is just, (laughs) Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything intentionally and I'm just having these dreams because I am single or I am, you know, going through puberty or whatever it may be. Um, then it's like, okay, yeah, understand that. And I think, but it's also important again, that I think we, we tend to think about or dream, you know, if it's daydreaming, I think that is more something of like, Hey, I'm thinking about the things that my heart mm-hmm. desire right, right now. You know, the things that right. that I value and see as worth spending this time in this thought bubble than in this reality that, that God has me in. And so I think it's, it's a both. And it's, uh, it's understanding that we live in a fallen, broken world and, and we all are affected by it, but it's not an excuse to, to not guard ourselves and to not, combat it in every way shape and form you know scripture tells us to mm-hmm. flee from every sexual immoral uh, sexual sexually immorality i can't even talk today every every <laughs> immor- immoral sexual thought i'll just say yeah. it that way that's not the right mm-hmm. phrasing of scripture yeah. but that's the words in some order um and so uh, and so i think it's important that we do and it's it's maybe for some it's like okay i maybe don't look at pornography or i don't you know watch videos or whatever but it could still be like okay i longed i looked to you know i was watching this person i was you know there's different ways based on where you are and i think it's a continual thing that it isn't just okay one day it's done if the lord does do that that's amazing and he can do that Mm -hmm. but for most of us i think it's this continuous ongoing um discipline that we are to continue to do throughout our christian life that that if we start when we're younger and do it in our single years it helps just all the more in our married years um as well is what I'd kind of say to that to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Dr. Hills, you got anything to add to that? No, I think that, uh, they get pretty much summed it up. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. You guys are so good. <laughs> well, don't worry. You're, you're, you're just like, oh, the this... next one, Ironheart. Yeah. Easy. All right. Um, let's the next see. One? Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah, they're fine. Okay. <laughs> now I've got to decide what route am I going to go? Because part of this, okay, the next the next questions that I've got, we're either going to go, it's it's kind of, they both veer off in different directions. One is probably, I, okay, I answered my own question. One's probably more beneficial than the other. Um, if we're going to go, if we're going to go on the misused for what God intended route, um, mm-hmm. then how do we handle contraceptives? Um, wouldn't that be using God's creation the wrong way? Hmm. All right, okay. Ironheart, you want to you want to start this one off? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh we man, said we got the next one. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah, said it's whatever way you wanted to go. You you, you chose the question. I did choose. You guys don't even. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Duff, I haven't gone your way yet. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I, I man, I think I think that it's. There's so much more to 
to to from from my understanding, sex is not just about having kids. That is certainly a part of it. But God designed it as a as a representation within marriage to show the coming together of of husband and wife and and the the bond that they share together. Um and and, and in a way it reflects Christ in the church. Yes. Um Amen. And and so I think I don't think that it's misusing what God intended. I think it's interesting because if you think about it, if you get like super logical, it's like, is it like 50, 50? Is that still misusing it? Yeah. I, in, in full transparency, we've, we've used, um, contraceptives before Mm -hmm. in my wife and I's marriage. Um, she's been on birth control before. Um, and, and so it's just, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's something that we've both, both wrestled with and, and I can't always quite bring things to words, words and, and actions and things. Pass, Dr. Heels, go. <laughs> oh no, I was listening. I was learning so much. Oh, were you? No, no, no. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I have to say the same thing. Like we have to look at, I mean, in scripture, it says, uh, God tells us to be fruitful and multiply. But is that the only purpose of sex, or is mm-hmm. is sex a, a union becoming uh, becoming one flesh, or you, you know, and 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 that's really hard to say because we were talking about you know misusing for God's design is is the entire purpose of sex to have kids, or is it to come together? And I, I don't know the scriptural proof to back up either way. Um, I've seen chat kind of going back and forth on that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, in full transparency, we've also used birth control. We also plan on stop having kids after this one's here and ending it too. Um, and and I, I highly doubt in full transparency that our sex life will end. So, but I don't. <laughs> um, Please no. I'd be unfortunate. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to just go and write my obituary at that point. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. I, I personally don't believe that that the whole purpose of sex is to be fruitful and multiply. I don't believe that is the only purpose God gave us for it, but it is actually a connection relationship building. It is, it, it is a, a beautiful ceremony of, of the, the joining of, of love. I don't know that I have the scripture to back that up. If one of you guys do. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just right in my mind right now. I don't, but well, I mean, the the thing that that comes to mind scripturally on that is is basically just the entirety of Song of Solomon, um, and kind of the picture of of that love and their union and desire for one another. And it's they don't talk about how you know, oh, I desire you for this or this, so that we will have all these kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. yes, that yeah. is part of it. Yes, absolutely, obviously, the, there's mm-hmm. humans. You know, we exist. Um, so. That's it's definitely part of it, but yes, another big part of it is an expression of love. It's it's the deepest, most intimate in expression of love that that there is, and God created it to be beautiful and holy and set apart and for married couples and all that, and so it's beautiful. Um, that that being said, the the whole like idea or issue or topic of contraceptives, I, I know it's. It's kind of a whole deep thing that we could spend an entire time on. Honestly, we could have a whole pastors mm-hmm. after dark yeah, talking yeah. about that. 
yeah. uh, because you know there there are very different and very strong and reasonable views on both sides on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I see both. Uh, I'll again my situation. We have four kids. We had two uh, biologically, naturally, and we adopted the third, and we're in the process of fostering to adopt the fourth. Um, okay. Through, nice, it, it, yeah, thank it's glory to God. It's all been awesome. him. But um, through the process, uh, we've we've had birth control. Uh, my wife was on it for other reasons, uh, like hormonal and, uh, I don't even remember all that. That was a long time yeah. ago. That was before kids. I don't yeah. remember now, but there were yeah. reasons. I know that, uh, that she was on birth control before we were ever even married. We weren't having sex. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, waiting and all that kind of stuff, but she was on birth control for seems like months before we ever even got married. And so that was that whole thing. And, uh, whenever, uh, we felt like it was time for us to have, kids we got off of that we you know just Mm -hmm. continued and then god bless us with a kid and Mm -hmm. i know there's you know people who would say that well you're you know you're denying god would have given you this kid then and and i I see both sides i really honestly do yeah that's kind of where i'm sitting too yeah it like i can't speak for anyone but myself but it it was never our heart or intention to rebel against god and say you know Mm -hmm. we don't want your plan for us it was this this technology exists and we're trying to be wise is really it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that was our heart and, and that's just, that's my raw, real answer. I'm I not, think, you know. Right. Yeah. And I think you're hitting on some good, some truths here of, of, again, it's, it's with a lot of this, you know, the objects in and of themselves aren't the sinful thing. What is, is where our hearts are in any of it. It's the self-control. It's the desire to want to be our own God and, and tell God that we know better than him. That's the, that's the offense is that we think we somehow are better or no are more wiser than God himself. Um, with this conversation specifically, I have seen people, uh, in the church, sadly, um, use this as a means to, to not use the Bible in a loving way to show love and mercy to others, but instead to use this as, as more of a bludgeon weapon to be able to go. The Lord says children are blessing. So if you're not having children, you're denying, you're blocking, you're blessing. You're not, you're not doing what God has commanded and you're failing at, at this. I've had men tell this to women in the church yeah. who, mm-hmm. who, because of sin, because of brokenness in the world, were unable to have children. And they would hear this regularly from men and would think mm-hmm. the Lord does not love me then the same. He does not bless me the same. And, and it's horrible when that becomes the, the focus of the, of the conversation. Um, when it comes to, to the issue of, of using birth control or anything like that, I think you guys hit on a lot of the, the major things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've, I've seen chat kind of bring it up, which is good. I think the remembering in context where a lot of, of the command of be fruitful, multiply comes from, right? We see it first mm-hmm. in Genesis with, with Adam and Eve when God first gives them everything and says, you know, you mm-hmm. have the whole earth, multiply, subdue. And 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 that's great. And, and we do that. And we've done it pretty well. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people here now. Um and so I think now we get to this place where if man, God puts it on your heart that you want to have a good fam- a big family and you want to have a lot of kids and you know, you mm-hmm. trust the Lord to provide that is, that is amazing that he leads you there and he allows you to do that for others. It might not be possible for them to actually be able to have kids. And it doesn't mean that that blessing is denied for them. It might be that God has a different calling for them in that life. And so it might be, they want to adopt more children that they want to do these things. And so uh, I know it was said here in chat, I was thinking of it too, but like we can't look at this, at least in my mind, any differently than we do 
any other technology or, or any other medication mm -hmm. that we go, okay, the Lord has allowed and blessed us to have these things. And it's not that we are, again, the things in and of themselves, birth control in and of itself is not the thing that is sinful. The object itself has no inherent evil or good in it. What does is where right. our heart is, is. Am I going to use this in a way that is going to position me in a place that allows me to be better than God and to say, I know better than God in this? Or is this an opportunity where, like you said, there's a million and one other reasons mm -hmm. why, um, girl, I, and again, I learned this when I got married, why girls get on birth control um, right. outside of just not wanting to have children. Mm -hmm. um, and so so if, if God allows you and puts that desire in your heart to have a big family, go for it and you trust the Lord, you're able to do that. And I think it's also wise to be able to look and to look at, at what, what um, Paul says in first Timothy there of, of being good stewards, you know, of again, Jesus says a husband who cannot provide, you know, he has a, is better off throwing himself into the lake, you know, with a, with the anchor tied around his neck than, than right. to, 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 than to do that. So it's, it's, I see both ends of it. And I think there's wisdom in, in moving slowly, uh, but also trusting the Lord and hearing his calling for that. Um, and so, yeah, it's funny because chat saying they mm -hmm. wanted to know out of the four of us, which the different answers between those who have kids and those who don't. And it's not, you know, the three of you kids, only one not. And, um, and it's not like we're in full transparency, like we're, we're not wanting to have children. The Lord just hasn't, you know, done it just yet for us. And, and we're okay with that at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so we're, we're like, okay, God, when you're ready and it's your time, I think when it comes to having kids, it's like, at least in my experience has been like, if it happens, great. Like we're ready and mm -hmm. we're excited. And if it doesn't like, Lord, that's okay. Cause we know you have other great other things in store for us too. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, Nailed that's it. all good. I think everything <laughs> all of us have said have been valid and good. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, like I said, we could spend forever on that one. So yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll hop Rough. off that train. Okay. Um, all right. Hmm. My wife brought up an interesting, a, a good point for for as we continue our conversation because this hmm. seems to be going more down the route of past um, past just self pleasure. Now we're now we're getting into questions about um, sex in general, and so I think it would be interesting. Hmm. How long has everyone been married? It's a good question. Uh, two days ago, <laughs> my wife but... watches this. Why would you ask that? <laughs> I was like, uh, do the we math. Can, do the we can edit it in post. We can edit it in two, post. Yeah. <laughs> two days ago was our 11 year anniversary. Awesome. So, We're in nine years. Awesome. I was kidding. I actually knew. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she types in chat and corrects me, I'm pretty sure it's nine years. <laughs> we'll, hit, we'll hit three in March. Nice. Uh, it'll be five in January. So four right now. Almost five. Nice. Okay. So, so we've yeah, got quite a range. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that helps kind of gain some perspective for people in chat on where we're all coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Man, almost 14, 30. That, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Is your wife like in the corner? Like I imagined her being like a guy, like in the late night show. He's just like in the corner. Yeah. It's just like the guy that's just like. <laughs> she's, she's, she's watching in the other. I'm pretty sure she's watching in the other room. And, yeah. and every once in a while she like comes in and she's like, hey, 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 sis. Don't forget this. Yeah. Or like, I got a text over that was like, they wanted to know what you were thinking, and I'm like, I had nothing to add. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Um, okay, okay, we can go. We can really go into a left field question. 
if you actually no, I'm gonna hop okay. on Mixer quick. Um, Engine had a this okay. this kind of goes back to the wet dreams thing. Um, okay. But he he had a really good point is that I believe that we're living in um, in times that the enemy is manifesting his way through your dreams. And I think that's just a, that's that's such a good point that I mean I don't even think it's just our times that we're in. I think that's always been a thing that the enemy can just I mean what a what a better time to to get in our um to attack us than when we are at our most vulnerable when we're sleeping. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Um yeah. so I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Um and and I think re- referencing that that thing he had, had also said that the best way to overcome these desires and maybe not just those desires but but any other kind of desire that we're that we're battling um is fasting and prayer and i think that's immensely yeah, important for sure. as we have these discussions that we need to remember that there is a way to combat these and it's not on our own but it's it's mm-hmm. through through things like fasting and prayer and and mm-hmm. just fully submitting ourselves to god and asking that he remove these things from our life and i think that's a really important thing to remember as we have these conversations yeah engine that's yeah. awesome yeah, man thank you so much for bringing that up that's a really good point there's a really good book um called the christian mind it's by harriet blondmeyer you guys can find it on like amazon for like 10 bucks or something it's totally worth it this guy wrote this book like almost 100 years ago or maybe longer whenever oh, wow. the first development of of the of the car was kind of being invented don't quote me i'm not a historian um but he lived in that era whenever the whenever a car was like first kind of invented and he writes this from a Christian perspective. He was a pastor and a theologian. And he talks about how back then that theology was beginning to evolve and advance in a way that it was going to continue to move that subtlety that we had and the awareness that we had of the spiritual realm and kind of ground us more in in the reality or physical world. And, uh, and it's just super, super interesting. If you guys get a chance, check it out. The book's not really long. You would think that this guy wrote this book in 2019 talking about the advancements of like the iPhone because he saw this back then and he called these things way back when um, and said, yeah, it's going to be really hard that we're going to live in a world and we're living in a world now where more and more we are, are being aloof to the spiritual reality of the things around of us around us um, and reliant more and more on the technology. He was equating like how a car now is taking that time that you would spend walking somewhere and instead now you're focused on on managing this piece of tech and moving quicker so you don't have as much time to spend like with God or or even just admiring the nature around you because you're in a quicker machine that now focuses you to, to be able to move sooner. It's really, really interesting. I'd encourage you guys to check it out and read it if you what have was, a chance. What was the name of it again? It's called The Christian Mind by Harry Blonmeyer, I think is his last name. It's like B-L-A-M-I-R-E-S or something like that. Okay. I'll see if I can find the link. I'll throw it in chat. Yeah, okay. that'd be awesome. Hey, nice. Okay, pulled it up in another tab so I can check that out later. Okay. Hipster got timed out? <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, apparently uh, the word corn is timing people out when they say it in the yeah, stream. Oh, labs guys, just say corn. Just say corn. We know what you mean. Corn. We know. Oh, oh, Ken. Well, Ken's a mod. Yeah, oh, Ken. Get away from yeah. And if you can copy that into into the Cheater. mixer in case someone wants the the book there, that's four dollars on like thrift.com or something like that. Thrift, thrift books. Yeah, thriftbooks.com. Yeah, I love thrift books. Yeah. I'm also cheap, so. Hey, just yeah. I enjoy okay. books that have marks in them because then I like yeah. know where to really focus. Yeah, you know where to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Awesome. Um, <clears throat> how are we looking on questions, Ironheart? They just keep coming. Um, <laughs> I keep coming. I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. If, okay. So, so time out before I before I dive into more questions. Do you have a direction that you wanted to go before we dive into more questions? Well, I mean the the basic outline. Uh, I think we've almost kind of covered our second section. It was going to be focusing on um, is is it actually sin? First, we were talking about mm-hmm. what the Bible says about it, but I think mm-hmm. we kind of got into that right away on yeah. the yeah, simple act of it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I think we're we're good to to chase a couple more rabbits as long as they're you know in in line with what we're talking about. Oh my gosh! Well, what you <laughs> might define as in line, and what someone else might define as. Um, that's why you're the sorry. gatekeeper, man. That, that's you, your job, you dude. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. it. Okay, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm genuinely gonna put this one up for a, uh, a vote. Let's all be really offended, regardless what it is. It's, I believe, wow, it. Ironheart. You would, you would actually ask us that. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Oh, this, what? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. This comes from Duff Swellington. Okay. Uh, oh, no. I love it already. Oh, no. Lovely name. And so he says, "What about married couples who use um, toys for pleasure instead of just our natural body parts?" Mm. Uh, there you go. Okay. Take it. <laughs> So take the question. So I guess it gets back to <laughs> you could you could okay. So you could go the route of the is it uh, God's design? You know that that whole conversation we were having. Um, mm-hmm. And if you went in line with that, then you would have to say no. Uh, but my thought would be that. Uh, what is what is it in Hebrews? Doesn't talk about that specifically, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> Hebrews, yeah, Hebrews thirteen, uh, uh, talking about the marriage bed is honorable. The or marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Um, what happens in the confines of marriage in that marriage relationship, as long as it is one man, one woman who are in covenant with each other before God. I I don't yeah. see a problem. Yeah, I mean, I I have to agree, I, I, and I know there's going to be varying opinions all this, but it yeah. it really seems like a stretch. <laughs> Assuming it's just still the two of you, whatever makes life fun. I don't. I mean, I don't really foresee a problem. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's arguments for and against it. Right. It's such a. I think now, it'd, be, it'd be hard. It'd be, it'd be okay. like a stretch to, to me, at least, to really make it to seem mm-hmm. like this is sinful again, unless we go down the route mm-hmm. of it's becoming a dependent on, and it's it's more looking forward <laughs> to these things instead of the person. Um, that would yeah. be the only way for me. That like, okay, then then it's getting to the point where maybe we need to pull away from that instead. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's if it's spicing up the sex life, if it's able to help in a way that you know it is is beneficial and that you guys are agreed upon like you guys are kind of saying i I don't see an issue necessarily with it if if it's one person wants it, the other person does it then clearly yeah then that's wrong and you're just being selfish Mm. but right yeah yeah Welcome to Pastors After Dark, ladies right, and gentlemen. No <laughs> um, Ken's response is... getting to where I expected. Yeah, right? <laughs> I expected way more immature comments. We need They're to mod awesome. the mods, I think. <laughs> yeah. Army of God, you oh, need man. to calm down. That's all I'm going to say. 
<laughs> Ken said, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Question mark. Okay, moving on. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, I read that. Get out of here. Um, this was an interesting question, and, I, and I, I'm interested to hear what we all have to say. Can a married couple have sex and not be intimate? Um, and then there was a follow-up question to that. So what's more important, having sex with your spouse or being intimate? Define intimate. What do my question? What, how are they defining intimate? Yeah, that's a good question. All right. <laughs> um, oh my god! Because that's really going to determine the whole answer to this. Is what we're okay. So when you when you each of us answered this question this way, define what you think would mean intimate, and then answer the question. Okay. Unless, um, was it was it Godfuzz that asked that? I don't oh, here it is. Um, Savage, what a, this is great. Um, intimate, um, loosely acquainted, familiar, close. Okay. Um, it's hard to. Okay. It's private and personal. Okay. So. Okay, so. I was thinking of intimate, or I, I, the definition that I was going to pull for intimate in that context is it being an expression of love. Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. kind of what I thought was too. I mean, mm-hmm. So okay. So re- repeat the question though. I want to make sure. Okay. The right yeah. Way. Can a married couple have sex and not be intimate? And then the follow-up question. Well, let's let's just start with that one. Can a married couple have sex and not be intimate? I think so. I think yeah. that's that's. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's something that needs to be combatant against in a in a healthy marriage of of as you continue to to be married and grow together and you know like when when that newness of the honeymoon phases wears off mm-hmm. you know i think that's definitely a reality that at some point you know why from the last question of why that was even probably asked is again like it gets to that point where it, you the new norm is if you were someone who waited sex until marriage right and then you get to have sex and then that's just amazing in and of itself it doesn't matter you know um and right. and that's just fun but then when that becomes the norm then you need to continue to build a relationship and i'm not saying it has to be just sexual this is just as a married couple mm-hmm. um to keep it from just becoming just another thing that we we do as a married couple right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely right. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so yeah i would agree it it's definitely yeah it's definitely possible to have uh, a married sexual relationship without intimacy yeah mm-hmm. um but it's uh, it's one of those things that um i would say uh, there's probably a really good and like you know, nice way to say this and like quotable way to say this, but I don't have time to sit and think and write it out. Um, so I'm just going to say it as it comes to my brain and I'm having a blonde moment and it's trying to escape. Come back. Um, that, uh, you, Oh, okay. So a good, healthy sex life is not the default position. It it doesn't happen by default. It happens by design. It, It has to be an intentional thing. It's, it's something that you, you uh, intentionally grow. You pursue each other. You you grow in that, um, and over time, you become more attracted to each other. It, it should start here, and it should only build. Um, but if you if you lose the intimacy and it becomes routine, then then it's it, that's such a huge piece of your marriage. That's that's mm-hmm. a huge physical and emotional mm-hmm. connection that is just 
withering and dying. And it's, I mean, we could all say it is right. a huge part of our relationship. It needs to be there and be strong. Mm -hmm. so. And with that, guys, that's why we're ending the stream a little early. The four of us have to get back to our lives. <laughs> we will see you next time. Wait. Bye, bud. I really liked what, what, uh, oh, what Alan Ray had to say, not to steal Ironheart's mm -hmm. thunder here, but he, I, I like he had a really quotable thing, I think he said. He said, uh, yes, it is possible to have sex without intimacy, but you can also have intimacy without sex. And I think that's that's mm -hmm. what you were getting at. Mm -hmm there Pastor mm, Houston, that's true. yeah yeah good yeah th thank you that that is a good way to say it. yeah you can mm. absolutely ha have it both ways there yeah yeah i think i think both are in are, i think the next question that kind of follows up with that is are what's more important and i think i think both are are incredibly important um i think about couples who who want to have kids and uh, you have you have kids you have to have sex and at some point if it's if it's taking a long time and you're having a hard time having kids then then it might be more um it might become more of of a chore at that point mm. and but if you're trying to have a kid then then the the intimacy in from the from the part of the perspective of sex might be less important um and so I, I think, I mean, a lot of what we've talked about comes down to what's your heart of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and obviously there are some things that, that obviously are just, just wrong, but in this, in this field, in this sphere of conversation in terms of marriage and sex and stuff, I think, um, you know, the balance between intimacy and sex, I think it does come down to what's, what's the purpose and what's the heart behind it. Are you, are you trying to do something to, are you trying to grow a family? Are you just trying to seek after your own self-interest and self-pleasures? You know, what's, what's the heart behind it? And I think that's a big part of what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of that comes down to communication too. If if you are in that kind of situation where you are seeking to grow a family and mm -hmm. um, it, it just hasn't happened yet, um, it it can get to that point where it feels like a chore or routine and it starts to lose the intimacy. But I think as I say, I think because that was us for a while. If you get to that point and but you're having the conversation. So mm -hmm. it, it, the conversation is what what kept it fine for us is that, hey, it's OK. It's God will bless us when he blesses. us. You know, right. we're just going to keep practicing being fruitful and multiplying until he blesses. Us. You know, that's that was uh, that was our way of thinking. Of it. So right. it is something that could be discouraging. It could be upsetting. But as long as you're in it together mm -hmm. and you're having that communication, it you're OK. Yeah, I would say, right. yeah, kind of like what you guys are saying here, again, being my situation, right, of we don't have kids yet, and we don't know when, and we're, we're waiting for the Lord to answer that, but we're also not putting a date on it to be like, okay, God's really put this in our hearts, we want to have kids, you know, it's like, yeah, we want kids, you know, when he wants us to want them, and just kind of keeping your expectations in the right place and even if you feel like okay god's really put it in our hearts you know if you if you just make that activity in and of itself you know the idol of like well okay well you know we're not sinning by having sex but like we're mm -hmm. only doing this because we want to have children then that's where it can become wrong i think the intimacy you can never i think it's 
I would be safe saying this. If any of you guys disagree with me, feel free. But I don't think you could ever become too intimate with your wife. Yeah. Hmm. I don't I think, agree. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's in 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 that way, at least, right? There's there's no mm -hmm. going above and beyond and putting your full efforts both inside the, the, the marriage bed and outside of it. You can never be too intimate with, with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's maybe going like too much into detail of like talking about other stuff, maybe, but like intimacy, things that actually grow you closer together. I I don't think so. Right. I mean, we're supposed to love our wife as Christ loved the church, right? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, he, he did a lot. Yeah, and I don't think we'll ever get to that level of intimacy. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Right. That he models exactly. So. Yeah. Excellent question, guys. Yeah. yeah that was good. Um. One thing my my wife brought up um, is, and this was this goes back to someone had pointed out, like, hey, there's a lot of ladies in the chat, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, is that ladies ladies have issues with self pleasure too, um, and I think a lot of time we get caught up in that. It's a conversation that a lot of guys have, which right. Right. understandable because this is just the reality of the situation. But but women struggle with it too, and mm -hmm. and I think that um, if there are ladies listening in chat, I think it's really important that if you're if this is something you're struggling with, go find a trusted, mature woman that you can go talk to, um, and 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 pray with them and and talk with them and and have conversations and. And 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 seek other mature women to to pour into you because it's it's not easy and you don't have to go alone. And I think that's something to think about. Um, you know, it's easy for four guys, let alone four pastors, to sit here and talk about it. Um, but but it is it is something that everyone struggles with um, to yeah, some extent, yeah. and and women too. And so I think it's important to bring that up and yeah. and not forget that they're here, that they're watching, and that they they also share with some of these issues. Yeah. yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. a good point. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think your um, yeah. advice is, is dead on find someone who you can be accountable to. Who you can mm -hmm. have a conversation with and, yeah. and trust. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Chad has had some really good questions. Um, yeah. Regenerated. Did I get it right this time? Yeah, I, I said it once. Okay, I said it once, and I was like, <gasps> I was so I proud of myself wrong. when I got his name right the first time in chat. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Dude, that's wrong." I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Okay. Um, what What did you say? I don't what remember, but it was wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> don't say it because then I want to call in it. chat. Yeah, I know I do yeah. too. I'm just I'm astonished people actually show up anymore. <laughs> uh, how would you guys encourage people whose spouse has the has an opposite libido? Um, you know, someone with a high libido married someone with a low libido. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's a. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go back to First Corinthians seven. Because uh, right. I mean, it's. <clears throat> I I think the answer is in here for us, but we might have to dig it out and talk it out. Um. Okay, I'll just read this whole first little section. So, bear with me. Now concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, but because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife and each woman is to have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Stop depriving one another. 
except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And then it goes on, but <clears throat> I mean, I think the answer is kind of right in front of us in there. Um, now that it's easy to just read that and say, Hey, you have a duty, get over it. <laughs> you know, um, it's easy to just say that, but, uh, I, I think that's, that's gotta be, or that's going to be the basis for, for the answer. Um, but obviously it's a delicate situation. It's a, something that needs to be navigated and, and communication and talking about those things. Cause mm -hmm. if you, if you don't have communication and you just have expectations, then, and Oof. if you have that situation, man, where, where one's got high libido, one's got low and you don't talk and you just expect it, it's gonna, yeah. 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 I think <laughs> I think that's 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 true. I think it's it's holding two truths that that Paul gives us here in scripture and that that's definitely one of them that we see and I think the other part is is Ephesians 5, right? It's it's the the call of what marriage is in general here and I'll, I'll read that. Yeah. Again, Ephesians 5:22 says this and again, you chat bear with me especially women if you think like okay, this first half it just seems like you're laying on thick what do some of the same but i think there's a little bit more nuance here as well it says mm -hmm. uh philippians or ephesians 5:22 says this wives submit to your own husbands as to the lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands, right? It seems right on track with everything we've been saying, right? Fits perfectly with what, with what Deuce is saying, too. But there's also this call for husbands as well. It's not just um, one or the other okay. as well. And, and even the husbands in this, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he may present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or in any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. And in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his husband or wife loves himself for no one ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we, okay. And then it goes on, but that that's kind of the main, mm -hmm. the main part I wanted to focus on is it's not just this one way or the other, right? I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm speaking from a husband perspective because I'm a husband, I'm not a wife. Um, but <laughs> But what? yeah, right. That's weird. Um, but you're but not, not the bride just, of Christ. Right, on, exactly. <laughs> it's oh. not just this. Okay. Hey, I want this. I want it now. And you have to get scripturally. You have to give it to me. I think there, right. like oh. you're saying, there has to be this communication and also from the husband or the wife, whoever has the, the higher sex drive area we're talking to be that understanding person of, you know, my, my spouse doesn't have the same level of sex drive as me and, and I can love them in that and there needs to be good communication in there and uh, and one really good thing i think um we kind of heard my senior pastor talk about before in a, in a marriage conference here is um is just kind of something that they do too is like even if one asks um you know like hey can we, what about tonight and the answer is never no which but it's it, if it's like not the right time it's no not it's like later you know and it and it's not just later to like push it off but like here's a time where we could do it you know like in whatever um or yes obviously but i think that's that's important to hold both of those there in in tandem it's like yes we are to be giving ourselves to our to our spouse um, but also to be loving in that as well in the same way yeah mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. do you have anything yeah. to, to add to it iron or heels that's uh, um, I, I, I will just say, because I've seen Alan uh, just can and chat. He, he says, sex should be a joy for both. 
So if there is an issue with someone not wanting to have sex, there is most likely an issue within the relationship long before sex initiated. Right. I, I would. I mean, I, I agree. A lot of times that is the case, but in general, some people just have a, more of a sex drive than other people, and it's not uncommon for those to be offset. So it could just be the husband needs it three nights a week, the wife needs it once a month. Like I mean, you, you and it's just and it's it's trying to sync that up, and so I believe that it is. It's a more of a relationship aspect, and yeah. and that I don't think anyone should ever be forced into it. And I think that a husband should also have patience. So I'll stand up for for the low libido people too, like like that. There should also be be a patience. I don't think anyone should ever have to be like forced into it. That's mm-hmm. not intimacy, right? Like right, right. You, you can't you can't force love. Um, so I mean, I, I think that just. I don't know, biologically, there can be a difference there. And it, it has to be a, a part of the relationship. And I also think that married people, which I'm surprised, we're having a lot more conversation about marriage than I expected us to. Um, but but married people never have to stop dating. Like sometimes right. your partner doesn't want to have sex because they don't like the question, want to do it? Like there needs to be some romance involved, right? So, I mean, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I would say that it's not always a... a and it's not always a problem with the relationship itself. Some people just have different sex drives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree with all that. I think, I think it comes back to, um, <laughs> comes back to the fact that, um, sex is about the other person. It's about your spouse. It's not about yourself. And, and and this is something my wife and I had had our, our second kid four months ago. And so that whole like conversation is just mm-hmm. it's 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 more difficult because she just had a baby. And and so um it, it comes down to to me just it's just wait. It's whenever she's ready because I don't want to go into this if she's not in the same mindset. Because there's there's nothing about that 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 I want. If she's not in the same mindset that I am, then then no, then I'll wait because it's it's about both of us. Um, and and I remember early in our marriage that wasn't my mentality, and that was awful. And and such an idiot. Yeah. Uh, it's about it's about her, not about me. Um, and so. Um, yeah, I think you know when it when it comes to this kind of stuff, those that have a higher libido, typically it's 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 guys, but it's not always that way. But either way, um, I, I mean, just serve your spouse. Like if if you have yeah. the higher libido, like <laughs> cool it, control yourself, self control, fasting right. and prayer. Like serve your spouse and and court your spouse, and and if they're not ready, then then. Figure out their love language, dang it, and and figure out a way to, to do that. And I'm saying that in in like an intense way because I'm telling myself this because I need to hear it. Um, and and yeah, that's that's kind of where I land on that because there's I mean there's someone said in chat that um, kids throw a wrench in the whole situation. It's like yes, they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, kids make everything complicated. And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And <laughs> Shadow's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah puppies, uh, just, you know. I hear them. <laughs> puppies, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, uh, I think the mentality that I've really asked God to give me and that he's really, I mean, I don't, I don't stick with it all the time, but it's, it's what is what is what is my what does my wife want? Mm-hmm. What is what is a way that we can be more intimate and and that this is more um, 
more natural and more exciting for her. Um, and and that's hard because I'm extremely selfish. Um, but that's that's the mentality that I'm I'm trying to have as we continue to walk in our marriage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I would, I would agree that's important. Like that. I think it's just as important for the high libido spouse to be respectful to the low libido spouse and, and that there should be some common ground and stuff had there. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it comes back, like we've been saying here, both the intimacy outside of, outside of the marriage bed, as well as just clear communication, mm-hmm. which is an aspect of that intimacy. It's how are you mm-hmm. dialoguing and, and is there a relationship outside of that? Or is it just, you know, someone who only wants to spend time because of their high sex drive in the marriage bed? And that's, that's the, the time that you are most invested in and you care about most, you know, and, and that's right. where it can begin to break down regardless of whether or not they have a high or low se- uh, sex drive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. Do we have like a, a singles question? Yeah, we're going to answer a lot of, so a lot of marriage stuff here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that. I expected it to be more singles driven. But Let's see. Wait a minute. I thought I saw the M word. Okay. Please hold. Yeah. <laughs> Money. You mean the original question? <laughs> right. The one we started talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen chat go kind of crazy. Okay, so, so here's here's an interesting question. This is a married question. Ferris, stop it. Um, Did one job. At me, guys, if you want a question asked. Yeah. Just so you know, at me, Father Ironheart. Okay. Mixer or we'll, we'll do this as people think as people think through all the single people, all of them. Um, is it okay to turn to masturbating if your spouse can't or won't <laughs> help you shadow. with sexual satisfaction? I'm sorry. Could you ask it again? Yeah. I was very distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was singing, um, ladies. Is it okay to turn to masturbating if your spouse can't or won't help you help with sexual satisfaction? Okay. Well, okay. So I, I would say this kind of goes back to our earlier question because yeah. I would assume that uh, you would be picturing your spouse in that situation, um, which we, we kind of already addressed that. Um, now, <clears throat> well, we actually, we kind of address both, <laughs> both sides. If you're not, then we already talked about that. And if you are, we talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of that on the on the spouse side goes back to the heart uh, situation is kind of I think where we landed there. Um, although that one is much more of a nuanced situation. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you're if you're in that situation and you your mind goes elsewhere and you're having lustful thoughts for others, I think the Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount is clear enough right there. You, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, again, it it breaks down. This is like we we call it a McChicken with like this thing that's like, why is this the the question here or indication of like something deeper going on? I think if this is like the state of it, it's it's, you know, regardless of the answer, it's there's something there within the marriage going on. Typically, if if the spouse is unwilling to even partake in in any sexual activity with the person to be able to go well okay then i guess my only other option is to go you know self-pleasure and just be on my be by myself because again we've talked about the effects that 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 has what it can lead to um and so i i don't see Mm -hmm. i don't see there being a justification in that but rather a a need to to re-examine where your marriage is at at that point and again i'm not i don't know the people but i'm just yeah my answer yeah no yeah i'd say you're dead on there there's there's something else 
going on that that needs address something that's not healthy mm-hmm. um whether it's emotionally or in the relationship or physically or something something's not healthy and that needs addressed um so yeah, yeah. okay cool um okay how about let's see it's 10 40 we've been going for almost two hours how about this mm-hmm. is there one one more if you had to pick one more question out of everything Ironheart, something that oh would be a good gosh, one. Oh my gosh, the pressure. There's so many so good ones. Because we could do this for hours. <laughs> we could, because we're pastors and we can talk. Yeah. yeah. And chat, remember if there is a question you want, you can always submit it to the to the form. I think it's hashtag pad. And uh, you yeah. can submit it there and we, we can uh, have a longer conversation on it. Yep. Yeah. For sure. It's, as long uh, as it wasn't already covered here today. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. The pressure. That is because there was a really okay. This is a really good one. Kind of, and this isn't a singles. He's one. gonna combine two into one. Watch. I'm not. I'm not. Well, so we said let's get singles questions, and then Ferris came up with one, but I'm gonna ignore that one for now. Um, I don't know how to say your name, um, but it's in it's in the Twitch chat. It says, "How can the spouse with slightly lower sex drive mm. respect the one with a higher one?" Um, respect us with a higher sex drive. That's like, I don't even know how to begin to answer that question because I don't know. Um, mm. Because I'm 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 not the one with the with the lower, so I just right. I don't know. Um, and if so, so I don't know how where you guys are at, but I'm going to open it up that if there's. Uh, Married couples in chat, if you are the one with the lower and you have perspective to give us, and I'm, I'm just, I'd love to hear what anyone has to say, um, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. But if you guys have anything, I'd love to hear. Obviously, yours as well. But um, that's a really good question because I, right. I genuinely don't have an answer for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I go ahead. No, no, no. You. I, I mean, I was gonna just reiterate what. Ironheart said, I, it, it's hard for me to say from my position. I, I would okay. say I would say that one of the major things in ways to, to still respect your spouse with with the higher sex drive is one, just have really clear communication on, on these things of like, you know, and, and I think having these conversations regularly and being able to be open and honest and, and talk about your sex life together is a huge, huge aspect of it. I think also understanding that, that they do have this drive and that there is this want mm-hmm. there and so being willing to to again uh, what Deuston's read what we've read in Ephesians as well of, of that giving of ourselves of again it, it's not just for me it's for the other person um and, and so there's that aspect of it doesn't mean you have to do it every single time they want to but i think being able to not just shut the person down because that is even even within a marriage for someone from coming from a high you know sex drive, whatever to, to still ask or get to that point to where they want to get intimate with somebody and then to just be shut down. No, and told no. And that's the end of the communication that that can create rifts and hurts there. Um, but instead of no, to be like, not right now. And, and we could try maybe, and then like giving that time or just helping to set those expectations up well in your marriage. I don't think it's impossible to, to over communicate with your spouse, especially on things like that, just because mm-hmm. Satan would love nothing more than, you know, like we said, to to find reasons or justifications to go mm-hmm. and go back to self-pleasure instead and where you're isolated and, and now you're defiling your marriage bed in that way, you know? But that's, yeah. how, that's how I would start mm-hmm. to answer that question. 
Yeah. And I mean, you, you kind of said exactly what I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to focus on the Houston, you just need um, to go before. You just need to be the aggressive one. I guess so. Be assertive and just take yeah. it. Sorry. I'll be, I'll be, but I'll that's it. Nope. I, I just wanted to be like, since you're on this direction on the screen, I'll just point at you. Just everything he's saying. Everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, communication. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. So much of it is really about communication. Yes, we, we do need to have respect for each other. Yes, how we kind of hit on uh, earlier about having patience with one another. Um, growing in that understanding that it is an expression of love. And uh, even if, you know, one has a higher drive than the other one, um, both sides seeing that it's, it is a way of expressing love to each other. And then shadow, I love the way that I think you said it was your lead pastor said it, how you don't say no, it's later, you know, that there, it will be a more opportune time. Let's, let's focus on that later. Um, So it, it is one thing if it's if it's deny 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 then then it gets back to what we were talking about about there being something else going on uh something deeper but as long as you're having healthy communication as long as you're pursuing each other as long as um you are seeking fulfillment in one another alone um i think you're 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 good and you respect each other you're patient with each other you're understanding because like we also said, kids throw a huge wrench into the situation. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. But it, it's, I mean, that's part of it. And you're, you know, what are you going to get upset and throw a fit because you didn't get your way because the kids needed attention? I mean, well, come on. Yeah. You have to have healthy communication and healthy respect for each other in all aspects mm-hmm. of marriage, including uh, your sexual relationship. Yeah. And right. I would say that another right. huge aspect of it is, is just spending time in prayer, right? Like developing that intimacy. Another aspect of that communication is even just being able to pray together for those things, you know, to pray for your sex life, to pray for, you know, the ability to, to love one another in a way that is selfless and in a way that as husbands, that we love our wives as Christ loves the church, you know, and as wives that we can submit to our husbands in the way, you know, that the, mm-hmm. the church submits to Christ. And, and there's that when we have that, I, I don't know how it can't, when you're doing that regularly with your spouse, how that can't generate some type of intimacy with your spouse. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I'd say uh, sexual relationship is probably the most intimate thing, but mm-hmm. prayer <laughs> together is like right there. That's about as right. intimate as you can get because you have your own personal relationship with the creator, you know, mm-hmm. and to do that together, it's like, man. It's right. it's huge. So if you're practicing that, um, I'm right there with you. I agree 100. Mm-hmm. percent For All sure. Right. Yep. I'm making this answer one more. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, first off, real quick, my um, my wife. I'm because mine. Yeah. Um, she she said in chat as the one with the lower. I have started to learn to almost schedule when to be intimate, plan the day, and help myself focus on intimacy um that day in many forms to lead up to it um and i think that that kind of helps us both because then i as the one higher know when to expect it and she's the one lower can Mm -hmm. can prepare more if that makes sense um and 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 i think that's 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 a good practical step that that couples can take um right and so uh, the last question, and I think this kind of brings us back to we've had these discussions now, on the whole spectrum, it seems like. Um, but this this question brings us back, I think, to our to the the original question of, of self-pleasure. Um, and so now as we as we walk away from this conversation, as as we leave this um, 
How can I, so here's the question, how can I, as a single Pringle, as Chet has put it, <laughs> avoid sexual encounters before marriage while still being able to have romantic encounters while on dates? Um, showing my lack of relational experience here. But I think that's a really good question. Um, and And I think that'll really help us kind of bring this all back to where we started. And, um, and, and give some practical, you know, obviously single people are going to want to go on dates. They're going to want to spend time with their significant others. So what are ways that they can protect themselves and their significant other, um, from, from any kind of, uh, falling into any kind of sin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Okay, I, I was gonna say I think uh, like right below it, Anonymous kind of stole the answer too. Is I really think it comes to communication, similar to you'd have as you in a marriage, like in a dating relationship. You guys have to be on the same level. Like I mean, mm-hmm. uh, even even with my youth group and stuff, I always encourage when they're dating and, and all that is that you you're dating someone who's on a similar spiritual level and spiritual walk as you, right? And and so if you go into that dating encounter and both of you having the intention to leave any kind of sexual encounters out of the picture um that that it, it makes it a whole lot easier than if you're going in with one, the expectation of sex and the other one having the expectation of uh celibacy right i mean it it makes a huge difference on on the dating person that you've chosen um and at least that they know that what you're there for right yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah, I would agree. Uh, communicating expectations is a huge piece of that. Um, cause I mean, you're, you're going into it and it's, I think it's okay to just straight up say, Hey, the buck stops here. We ain't going past mm-hmm. here. You know, right. um, say I'm, I'm waiting. I ain't interested. If you are check out, I'm done. Right. Um, because you, you don't want to, you know, kind of play with that and fiddle with that. It's no, it's, that's gotta mm-hmm. be a hard line. You have to, you know, protect yourself. Um, you have to look out for yourself. So, uh, that's communicating those expectations is absolutely mm-hmm. key. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at the question again, avoid sexual encounters before marriage while still being able to have romantic encounters while on dates. Okay. So, um, being able to have romantic encounters while on dates. So what, what do you mean exactly? Like, like what holding hands, giving a kiss. I mean, what, Romantic encounters can mean a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe maybe you know. in just feeling, I don't know, again, I'm just trying to read into the question yeah, here, yeah. but maybe yeah, it's yeah. like it's feeling <laughs> in in a way maybe it's it's like making it feel like it's not just a friendship, you know, that it's it's a uh, mm-hmm. feeling feel, you know, testing the waters on on is this someone I could be married to, you know, like having mm-hmm. being able to I think maybe a good way of maybe saying it is how do I develop that intimacy with somebody? without compromising my my purity you know as i think maybe what they're trying to get at if i'm wrong chat correct me but i think that might be you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay so yeah thinking about it that way how how can i develop intimacy without okay uh i think that's uh i think it's very doable um Mm -hmm. it it takes uh intentionality and communication um because okay so my wife and i we waited we were both virgins when we got married and that was awesome and beautiful and it was great that's cool awesome but uh we dated for 
Good grief. Uh, three we'll years? We'll fix this in post. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> she won't. She won't watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 um, yeah, we dated for about three years. We were, we were really good friends for a couple of months. I asked, then I asked her on a date and, uh, we dated for, you know, a year and a half or so, asked her to marry me, waited another year or so, and then we were married. Uh, during that whole time, I mean, obviously, I was very attracted to her. She was, for some reason, attracted to me. And uh, we, we um, you know, obviously liked each other, found each other attractive, but we did communicate expectations early on. We said, you know, I ain't doing this, and if you're interested, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I don't care how much I like you. I'm not, you know, willing to, to go that way. Um, right. so, so you got to communicate that. But then there's, I mean... The, <sighs> You can develop intimacy as uh, on different levels, I would say. As friends, there's a level of intimacy that can be built just through friendship. There's a, a level of intimacy in a dating relationship and engaged without crossing that line, without um, having a full sexual intimate relationship. Um, you can save that piece of it for, for marriage, and you can, um, you can, but you can explore intimacy and growing close to each other as you get to know each other through dating and and those sort of things as long i mean as as long as that that is your final goal is is marriage you're you're wanting to move that way then i think it's a good healthy thing to develop intimacy but you you leave the sexual part for marriage but you mm-hmm. you grow close to each other in in every way and yeah i mean we were holding hands we were kissing we were you know i you know pick her up, hold her, whatever. I loved her. She's beautiful, all that kind of stuff. But the line stopped there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got close, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sorry if I'm telling you more about me and my wife than you ever wanted to know, but you're at Pastors After Dark and you're just going to have to yeah. listen to it. So here we go. Here, get uh, over it. It's the show you chose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that's, I mean, yeah. that's my thoughts and my story on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironheart, did you have something else you wanted to say about this um, one? I actually had uh, a thought and my wife beat me to it. Um, we, one of my old roommates, um, they, when he got married, uh, to his wife, when they kissed for the first time, it was their wedding day and, and they had committed to not kissing each other until then. Um, and, and they, um, they, they drew that line and they didn't that line and 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 i tell some people and they're like oh that's crazy how did they even i'm like but they they wanted to to glorify god in their relationship and that's how they did it and and i'm not saying that like that's the way you have to go and and but they 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 set a they set a standard they set a line they said this is this is it um and and they they yeah like my like my wife said they were they were close. They had situ. They had, um, they had so many intimate moments without being intimate. If that makes sense, um, it's 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 you know it's where your priorities lie. And so I think when you're dating, um, you know, take take your take your significant other out to dinner and and go to movies and and be obnoxiously cute when you go do things you know whatever but make sure that you communicate and you draw those lines and you make it abundantly clear we are not going past this and we're not going to put ourselves in situations that can tempt us to go past this like when 
when they would, when my roommate would come over with his girlfriend to our apartment, he'd be like, hey, we're watching a movie. And they would never leave like the common area. They wouldn't go back to his room, none of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. because they wanted to be held accountable. Yeah. And I think that's so important Smart. to to set like physical things in your way to keep you accountable, mm-hmm. um, to not put yourself in situations where you can uh, slip up or whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's the uh, communication is 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 key, but also making sure that you take actual actions to prevent yeah going past the line that you've both agreed upon not going past yeah Mm -hmm. and i think like you said a huge huge part of that is accountability i think being able to have Mm -hmm. people in your life who you can you can after you guys talk and establish the right boundaries show them and go hey as someone who's invested in my life i'm giving you permission to be an active part of my life and to help give that third party perspective here when our emotions and our feelings are getting all mixed in there and we're trying to talk ourselves past these boundaries to help be one of the people that pull me back you know back into reality and and to question me and to ask those things regularly and i think you'll be very grateful you'll probably be annoyed at some point because again <laughs> your emotions get the better of you but you'll be very grateful mm-hmm. for that to to help toe the line of how to grow in and proper intimacy with the person um, while still maintaining your purity and those boundaries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, this is a tough one because I wasn't saved until after marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no, uh, no priorities of, of avoiding anything. Um, if anything, it was a rush to get there. Um, so it's, but, but looking back, like, and what I tell my, my students today and stuff is like, don't be dumb. Don't be like me, like ha- have accountability. And I have, um, uh, some students that did end up getting married and they, and they had a, a, a very similar story that they wanted to wait all the way to marriage and, and they did six successfully and they were smart about it. Right. They, they had communicated with each other what their expectations were. They uh, made sure they never put themselves into that temptation. Um, so like they actually, by the time they got married, they were both out and had an apartment. They never went to each other's apartments. Right. They, they held themselves uh, accountable. And I think that's the, like, I always tell people like willpower is a joke right <laughs> willpower is fallible it's yeah. it's gonna run out yeah. like don't expect your willpower to kick in in the heat of the moment it's not <laughs> so make sure you're not in a situation where your willpower can fail like right. uh flee from temptation that literally means to turn and sprint like don't put yourself in the situation where you can fail and and always have that accountability and I, i'm just kind of reiterating what you guys had all said but make sure there's accountability and communication that's that's huge in beginning any relationship and and if you're you're the person you're dating doesn't respect that, they're not going to respect your marriage. So you don't really need to pursue that any further. Right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I know the cat's meowing. I'm sorry. The cat it's okay. not yeah. again. It was mine once. It's not mine this time. It's mine. <sighs> I can't do anything about it right now. That's all right. Okay. Um, so y'all just got to, the cat's going to join us. All right. I like the cat. Uh, okay, so gatekeeper, are there any final questions, or is this a good place where we can transition? Are I think it- this is. I think this is a good place. We've had some really good conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, cool. But I think that chat can read chat. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll 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 part with with this last part. Uh, I'll part with this last 
message from chat before we hand it over to the soapbox. Um, and I think that you can you can take this and apply it to married and single life. Um, but it's very important not to compare your marriage or single life um, with other couples. Yeah. Um, it is not productive and can grow resentment and insecurities. Um, I think that's immensely important. I think that um, one couple is completely different from another couple, and one person's singleness and, and, and is completely different than another person's singleness, and one person's dating situation is different from another person's dating situation. And I think that comparison will, will kill that, and ultimately we need to find um, security and... and um, and peace in our in a relationship with Christ and not in everything else going on around us. Yeah. That's absolutely comparison's the thief yeah. of joy, right? And absolutely. It's very true in a marriage relationship mm-hmm. too. And and in a single relationship or is it a single relationship. In a single situation. <laughs> um yeah. That's that's a huge, yeah. huge point. Yeah. Okay. Then all right, we could go on and we could talk about all these different types of issues and we've already seen how it started with one place and it kind of morphed and morphed and yeah, we could go forever. It. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's so much fun. spoiler alert. We've, uh, in some of the other questions we have similar ish topics. Um, so we'll, we'll come to some of these ideas in other ways, uh, on other episodes, but, uh, let's, let's transition uh, off of off of these subjects, unless that's what the soapbox is, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> but tonight we've Not got directly. okay. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Heels is is going to get on his soapbox, and uh, he's going to share with us, and then we can we can take some time and respond and, and uh, go off of that. But uh, yeah, okay. take it away, my friend. Okay. And how much time am I supposed to have for this? An hour. Uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Full Perfect. sermon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pull a piece of my sermon. And, and even coming into this, I hadn't decided yet what, what I was going to talk about because I have several things kind of on my heart at the moment. Um, and, and but this, like, I, 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 this is one of those things that kind of jumped out to me. And and it just it felt natural to share. A lot of times, a lot of this we were talking about kind of temptation and, and fighting things with prayer and, and relying on God. Um, through through all these temptations, and I think this uh, this will fit in quite well. So I'm going to read a, a pretty popular passage of scripture, and then I'm going to talk about something that I never noticed before. Maybe you guys had I, I hadn't. Um, so this is happening in Matthew 14. Um, so it's it's when Jesus walks on the water. He, he had just fed the five thousand, and then we read this passage of scripture. So in verse 22, it starts immediately after this. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had arisen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted, which I think is one of the best prayers we can ever pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, Verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? 
verse 32 when the when he climbed back or gosh when they climbed back into the boat the wind stopped then the disciples worshiped him you really are the son of god and now i'm not gonna lie to you guys i have i have both preached this and read it and heard sermons on it in many different directions and i think we can use this to to learn so many amazing things but what jumped out to me this week is is when you when you think through the process of actually what happened so we have uh, Jesus walking on the water, right? And, and Jesus is down in prayer, and somehow he knows his disciples are in trouble. I think that's sort of the power of prayer, too, is when God, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And, and he knows his disciples are in trouble, so he comes to them walking on the water. And, and then Peter sees him. Peter steps out the side of the boat. He begins to walk toward him. He sees the wind and the waves, and he has loses faith. He falls, and he drowns, right? He begins to drown. Jesus grabs him, and he saves him. Then he says something awesome. He says, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? And then, then the very next verse we read is when they climbed back into the boat. So, so now I'm imagining, based on what the Bible does not tell us, that Jesus and Peter walk arm in arm, or Jesus' hand around him, Jesus carrying him, I don't know. But they walk back over the water to climb into the boat. And then it says this. It was very interesting. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Based on the context, we have to assume that when Jesus saved Peter, he did not end the storm instantly. Instead, he walked with him through it because the storm didn't stop until they re-entered the boat. So often our prayer, t- prayer lives look like this. God, fix my situation. God, take this struggle away. God, r- remove all of this from me. God, take me out of this context. God, fix it in an instant. And a lot of times what God is saying to us is, no, I'm going to walk with you through it. Because what you're going to learn in the process is more important than the situation you're trying to escape. Right. What I'm going to do in this moment, I'm going to do it alongside of you, that I'm going to walk with you, that I'm going to carry you. Right. And my favorite verse of scripture is uh, Isaiah 43, 2. And it says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And, and why is this? When we pass through the waters, well, they won't sweep over us. When, when we go through the fire, they won't burn us. Why is this? It's because he is with us. Now, in some prayers, in some situations, God changes the situations. But in every prayer, in every situation, he'll walk with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the difference is. And I just want to speak to anyone that is struggling. And maybe you're in the chat and you're like, wow, this sounds so easy to not have sex and to not masturbate, to not look at pornography. But right now it's defeating me. And I want God to just remove it. Maybe God's going to teach you through teach you something through the walk. And the boat may seem really far away. And in the midst of the storm, you may not clearly see the hand of God in your life, but that does not mean he's not there. Faith is believing that God is present when you don't see his face, but know that he is there when you lift him up in prayer and you come to him and you pursue him wholeheartedly. He is there with you and he walks beside you. I love how Jesus took Peter. He says, why did you doubt? But then he walked with him through the storm, climbed him back into the boat. And then the wind and storm stopped. Whatever you're facing, Even though the situation may not change, just know that your God is with you and he'll give you strength and confidence if you pursue him wholeheartedly. Amen. So that was was my message. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. That's, get it. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. Truth bomb. Drop the mic. Yep. That was good. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And yeah, that that really does. I mean, that hits exactly what, and I I love the way you pointed it out. It's, I mean, he didn't, didn't promise to always calm every storm. He promised right. to walk through them with us. He said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's there with us through those. Mm-hmm. So all these these things we're talking about, this is right on. Thank you for sharing, Dr. Heels. That is... My pleasure, man. Dead on, man. Dead on. Yeah, God's been preaching that to my life. So yeah, I love being able to share it. It's awesome. Man, that's awesome. 
Um, okay, well, uh, ha- we have not decided on our next topic, guys, have we? We have a couple oh, different oh. ones that we have lined mm-hmm. up. Okay. That we can I, choose I know from. We have, we have some really good ones to choose mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the order, but I say we just moving down the line of when they were at. Yeah. yeah. Should, we we give like them, yeah. should we give them like a preview of, of the next oh, question? Of course. Yeah, what is the next question? I think we did last week. Yeah. Yeah. I have them here. If we're going in order, next Sunday mm-hmm. night, guys, mark your calendars. 9 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. any other time that's not Central. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that's not confusing. 9 p.m. Central. That's yeah. all I know. Anything else, right. adjust your clocks accordingly. <laughs> the next question in line is this. It says, uh, I hear a lot of people complaining about the song Reckless Love, but what does the Bible actually say? Mm. Or there's actually one above it. I'm sorry. I missed one above that one. So there's that one. Or uh, what is your opinion on boycotting companies who don't align themselves with the Christian faith? Example, things like Target, Starbucks, Home Depot, etc. Yeah. Put a little yeah. muffin vanilla frappe. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so that's next Sunday. <laughs> okay. All right. I like and if those, and if those like aren't dark enough for you, we'll make sure to drop plenty of <laughs> bombs in the chat so, <laughs> to make sure it seems pretty dark. I don't have that function. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> perfect. Awesome. Oh, so that's next week. So we do this every Sunday at, like Shadow said, 9 Central and whatever, every other time. Uh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, so we'll, we'll be back 9, uh, 9 o'clock next Sunday on God Mode Activated. And we're, tonight we were on Twitch and Mixer. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we we're going to do that again, right? For sure. Yes. Twitch and Mixer. Okay. Possibly Twitter if I can get it working. We'll see. Okay. We'll keep we'll keep messing with things, but we're, it can only continue to get better. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. We're gonna try to reach everything that we can. But um, okay, so that's gonna do it for this conversation. Let me uh, pass it over to you guys real quick. Just uh, tell everyone where you're gonna be next, where they can find you, the socials, all that kind of stuff. Where where yeah? Let's start down at the end. Doctor Heels, kick us off. Yep. So name is Doctor Heels. I'm on Twitch, also on YouTube. Slash that bold life where I do Christian teaching, uh, whatever God's kind of speaking to me. I do videos there nearly weekly. I've gotten lazy. I apologize. Uh, but I'm also on Twitch. I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 10 p.m. Central Time to about 1 to 2 a.m. You can also find me on Twitter and all the normal social media places. Um, yeah. And I, I potentially may be streaming tonight. I don't know. I think the wife just texted they're going to bed. So might be getting Ooh. some Realm Royale. Oh. Is that, is that like destiny? the permission? I've been loving it. Yeah, Dude. I think that was permission. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be on I Destiny? I just started right? Destiny. Yeah, I just uh, started. I need to really carry you, it. you kindergartner. I would love to. Yes. You're on, <laughs> are, you on, are you on PC or what are you on? Yeah, I'm on PC. Okay, I got to keep working on my two PC setup because otherwise I can't okay. stream it and do it at the same time. But yeah, either way. De- Destiny's the whole reason I moved to a two PC setup because my computer could not handle it and stream. Oh, uh, yeah. See, yeah. mine can't either. And that's partly why I had the PC, so I'm doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, right. you guys can find me, twitch.tv slash supershadow. Uh, we're there 10 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, this week. Also, Thursday and Friday. So I'm, I'll be full schedule this week. Uh, also on YouTube, just supershadow. Look me up. Uh, we do these videos called Real Truth Real Fast. Uh, we try to tell you things about the life Bible, Christianity, uh, in three minutes or less. And we try to answer that. Um, I have a new one coming out. Um, on how to find a good small group. We just did one on how to study the Bible and if you should even study the Bible. Um, Two different videos there. We're trying to make 100 videos before the end of the year Mm -hmm. in 100 days. Uh, We're working on it. We're getting there. I'm going to work on a few other ones tonight. Uh, But yeah, those are the two main two. If you guys want, hit 
us up on Twitter, uh, shadow1414 on there. And uh, yeah, um, that's usually where I'm at, giving my random thoughts and commenting on people's stuff. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I, Father Ironheart. I'm on Father Ironheart on Twitch and on Twitter. Um, I don't do YouTube because I don't have the time for that because I literally stream one day a week and that's about it. And then I do this. Um, so usually Thursday nights or Friday nights about 9 p.m. Central until I get tired, which is usually too late. Um, <laughs> it's usually like 1 or 2 a.m. And then my wife's like, when did you go to bed? I'm like, uh, late. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So, so um, Father Ironheart on Twitter, Father Ironheart on Twitch. Um, stream is yeah, that's about it. Cool. You can find me on Thursday or Friday, depending on who wants to game when. Okay, nice. And uh, I'm Pastor Deuston. Stream here on Twitch too. Twitch.tv slash Pastor Deuston. In fact, I'm Pastor Deuston anywhere. You name it: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. anything. Yeah, I actually G downloaded plus. it. I can't understand yeah. it at all. I, I downloaded plus. it and opened it and stuff just started playing. And I was like, what is this? And who is this? Yes. And get off yes. my phone. Yeah. And threw it down and haven't opened it since. Yeah. But uh, Pastor Deuce, anywhere you want to find me, uh, I'll be streaming tomorrow night. And then I'll be off for a few days. And basically the beginning of my stream week is Friday. Uh, so I'll stream tomorrow night, uh, playing some Doom. And then, then Friday, I'll start the week over. And I'm uh, kind of kicking back up getting back on my 60 second sermons it's been a, a couple of weeks since i've been doing them so i'm gonna start those back up again this week and start getting those to youtube and uh on the twitch stream so we got to do a collab where we do we do a collab of a real truth real fast and 60 second sermon where you get yeah. three where you do three sermons <laughs> to my one video <laughs> that would be awesome I'm down that for it. Let's awesome. do it. Uh, one last announcement. Uh, just saw it. Kat said it in chat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, this Tuesday is the one year birthday anniversary, whatever you want to call it, GMA, God Mode Activated. Uh, so we're doing a big celebration. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a big celebration. Going to be playing games all day. Lots of different streams. Uh, I'll be hosting a Bible study at some point in there. We're going to do. Uh, I mean, you name the game, pretty much we have mm -hmm. people covering it, right? We have people yeah. doing Realm. We have people yep. doing Jackbox stuff. We have, what all do we have? I'm kicking it okay. off at three with Destiny. Okay. I think three nice. Central Time, if I remember right. Cat, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll I'll I'm pretty sure I'm starting. Yeah. You're doing seven to <laughs> You're nine. starting the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm running Realm from seven to nine. If it, Central Time, if anyone wants to jump in, we're hoping to run custom. Shoddies only or, I don't know, Guntown only or some fun nice. stuff like that. Nice. But we need at least like 12 people, so make sure you t tell your friends. There you go. Okay. And I know Kennethan yeah. is doing an after party for the East Coasters who are going to be getting home later that day. West Coasters. West Coasters. West Coasters, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's that's what it was. I knew there was yeah, 3 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. So that's this Tuesday. You'll you'll see us all over the place mm. in, in those games yep. and whatever so hope to see you guys there we'd love to see you come celebrate with us but thanks again everybody for hanging out for uh being with us tonight it was i mean i think this was an awesome episode i had a lot of fun awesome. yeah, uh, yeah so thank you guys for being here hey we need to send a raid what we, Wait, gonna do we gotta pray first do? before we're done oh the yep that's right yeah. i'll i'll do it i got this all right pray us out father Ironheart. all right Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to do, um, to be here for for us for, um, 
pastors to to take the time to discuss difficult questions that that people have lord we pray that people would continue to submit awesome questions that we would be able to continue to meet on a weekly basis and and uh just help people figure figure things out lord that we would point people to you that we would use this as an opportunity to share your gospel and your love that you have for for all people lord thank you um and bring us back here safe next week lord we love you in your name we pray amen amen, amen. amen.